Welcome to Adventure Guys, the podcast for humans and dogs. I'm Eric the Human. I'm Nick the Human. This is it. Season two premiere. It happens. <laughs> Finally. And if you can't, if it sounds a little different, it's feeling a little different. It's because Eric and I, for the first time in Adventure Guys history, are in the same room. In person, baby. No latency. This is uh, a revolution in podcasting. I know. Pure human to human eye contact <laughs> and presence. I can't, I don't even know. I can't even form sentences right now because I'm, I'm so thrown out of my normal rhythm. We're coming to you live in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, baby. Greenpoint. <laughs> well, it's not live. Oh, Are yeah. we still, we're probably not going <laughs> to release this on Tuesdays anymore. I don't know. Well, are we going to record on Sundays? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nope, it's probably going to change. <laughs> There's going to be lots of changes around here, folks. It depends. Uh, I guess it depends on how many theme songs we add in yeah. and how much time I have to <laughs> yeah, do all that in between. I, let's, we'll, we'll see if we get a new one in today. Um, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, but wow, I can't believe it's happening. Welcome to season two. Season two. There's no real reason for it to be season two. <laughs> Completely arbitrary. Nothing really is that different about our format. But here it is, season it, two. <laughs> here it is. A, a marked improvement. It's different because we're in the same room. It does feel nice to have like a new a new start to it. Um, but yeah. I hope no one's all that confused. We're not going to label this as season two in iTunes or, or anything like that. Uh, there's a bunch of podcasts that have all of their episodes randomly scrambled because they mislabeled the the seasons. Yeah, let's not do that. I've been listening to this podcast uh, about the Christian ska scene of the 90s. <laughs> ah, that's such an Eric podcast. <laughs> I know, right? The, it's the lead singers from Five Iron Frenzy and The Insiders. Ah. And I missed a bunch of episodes in order because they had them mislabeled with the seasons. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, let's just avoid that and just keep keep on rocking in the free world. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's, it's fun. I mean, God, so much life has happened since since the last episode. You <laughs> finishing your record up, um, me just trying to settle in here in Brooklyn and buying furniture for the first time we were talking about. I've never, <laughs> I didn't own much of anything when I moved back from Austin and I'm buying furniture. I'm also buying things for the first time that I like isn't purely out of convenience and cost. Like... I, I bought a bed and I was like, I could actually, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to like go and try to find an ideal bed. Cause before it was always like, I inherited it from my parents or it was like, Oh, my old roommate's moving out. You want my Ikea bed for $50? And I'm like, that's perfect. Thank you. Yeah. I would never put effort into buying a bed. I would never feel like, okay, this is where I'm settling down and I need to like make an investment in this bed. Yeah. That's not, I only see a bed as like a pain in the ass that you have to get rid of once you move again. Cause, <laughs> because that's how your life is structured, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I I really understand, and that's how. I, but but I I got this one. You can see it. We're recording this too for so you can have a bit of a sense of place in my new apartment. Um, welcome over, Eric. It's nice to have you here. <laughs> yeah. Having you know, it's like my first apartment in New York too, where you could like legitimately like have a friend over and it'll be comfortable, and nice. <laughs> yeah, this is a size. This is the biggest Brooklyn apartment that I have ever seen. It, we got so fortunate getting this place. I don't. I'm not gonna like bore you with the apartment hunt woes, but any sort of hope and dream that the 
um, real estate market was going to come down in New York as a result of COVID and make things more affordable, even just taking us back in time, like five years or something. Those were all thwarted as like, (laughs) we were trying to move back in and it was like approaching record high in terms of, of rent and demand. And it took a long time to find this, but then we got really lucky through a, honestly, potentially lazy real estate agent who uh, we had emailed him and then he was like, Oh, sorry, it's on paternity leave. Yeah. You guys can come today. And we came and usually in New York, which you have to like apply for apartments and they'll take like five, six, sometimes 10, 20 applicants. They, they which is a racket because they charge you to apply. Yeah. And then they take the money and then they, 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 they are looking at your credit, all these things. And, and like we did that and lost like three or four. And for some of them, we were like, we'll pay you an extra, like 50 bucks a month in rent or whatever, but some we were you know, <laughs> like gosh. just trying to like get up a little bit, but people were going wild. I think in like offering $500 over Shit, you're like bidding wars for rental for rentals. Oh my gosh. Like there's stuff that was happening, but this guy, we came here and my uh, roommate Lucas saw it and he was like, you know what? Uh, we don't like dealing with all those applications and stuff. We just do one at a time. So if you guys want it and want to apply tonight, you, you could get the apartment. And then he called me and was just like, dude, I don't know what's going on, but I just like <laughs> lucked into some weird thing and the apartment's awesome and it's big and uh, like it's, you know, we're probably being, a, it's like not as expensive as it should be and it's in this incredible location in the real estate and I'm like, okay, let's go. But um, yeah, nice to be here. Yeah, this is a rad spot. The uh, last time I was here in Brooklyn, two weeks ago, I was at my buddy's place down by Prospect Park. Uh, he lives in an eight by eight practice room <laughs> that costs like 50% more than the rent I was paying when I lived in Texas. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Fucking New York for you. Welcome to the big apple baby. Um, yeah, man. Well, it's good to have you here in person. I'm excited to hear maybe later today, some of the music. Yep. Uh, yeah. You'll be one of the first people outside of the band to... To hear the new holophonics record. I can't wait. I mean, I've been keeping up with the process on the Patreon. Subtle plug, patreon.com slash Eric Dano. Yep. Uh, I uh, I lost the patron over the last few weeks. Really? So, someone decided, I guess, that the $2 a month was too much for them. Uh, it's not someone that I knew, so it, I was grateful you, that you know I reached like a random fan, I guess. Yeah. But Do you think you said something on the Patreon that made them sad? Uh, I... All I've been posting about was the new holophonics record. Maybe <laughs> they just really didn't like the holophonics. They just really liked hearing me talk about incoherent like music shit yeah. outside of the most important music shit that I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's an adventure head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it was you, uh, I hope you're enjoying the new episode. <laughs> <laughs> For the all the adventure heads. All right. I mean, look, should we just jump right into it and do some episode discussion? Sure. Uh, let's find the theme songs. A little bit of a different process here. Yeah, Eric's got a an iPad in hand to uh, to cue us in. This is new. This is fun. Episode discussion. Uh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we watched season three, episode one, Conquest of Cuteness, and we watched that episode because. For our season one premiere of Adventure Guys, we watched the season two premiere of Adventure Time. So we've got to keep it going yeah. and watch season three, episode one, 
for our season two premiere. Yeah, it all makes sense. It'll, it will. And it's going to come full circle one day, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, but yeah, but it, it will. Well, uh, you, you know how we make promises that, uh, let's say we don't necessarily not keep them, but we just wait an undefined amount of time before fulfilling them. Yeah. At, at least we're honest. <laughs> That's how we do this podcast. Yeah, um, But this is an interesting episode. I think before we started, Eric, you were correct in saying that it's a fun, kind of inconsequential episode in the long run. Um, and I think that's right. It's not a huge like lore-heavy episode. I don't think the, the the characters in this episode return, these these cuties, right? No. I Yeah, I don't think this episode really structures into the 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 arc of adventure time that fans you know remember but i think it was appropriate as like a season premiere episode yes and it works for us too i guess because it sort of just gets you back into what the show is at its core you know like this episodic sort of just like two best friends doing crazy shit yeah in a fantasy world like in a in a fun way yeah and and it gets you get and you get a lot of really fun moments in this episode. So the episode centers around they're at the treehouse, and these cuties come now. I, I don't even really know what these characters are. They're very small. They're <laughs> spheres and they're kind of just like blobs. Like how would you even describe them? Like almost like eggs. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> eggs or like some of them look like ice cream cones a little bit. They reminded me of that. I don't yeah. know. They're just, they're just random sort of adventure time nonsense characters. Yeah. And they're real small. Like I'm talking like maybe they're like five inches tall if they're lucky. Like some of them are probably only like two or three inches and they come and they, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. So, but they come and they just want to dominate. They want to like, they want to be the rulers. They want blood. They want to be Kings. Um, also, this felt like a good Adventure Time episode as it like they have some view of the world that to be like valuable creatures, they need to like rule people and make people bow down to them. They have this bloodlust like they it's like they watch too many like old movies uh, about ancient times that this is how a king acts and they're trying. It's kind of like a it's. it's and it's like they're not well suited for it. And they're not like playing into the fact that they're cuties. They're like, I'm going to be a like a tyrant. Like, and I want to kill people. Yeah. Which eventually overall just adds to their cuteness. Yes. <laughs> There's it takes a frightening turn in the middle of the episode where they actually start getting creepy. Yeah. But, but then it comes back around again. And they get cute again. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah. And you know, I was wondering because it's like, okay, they why are they doing this? And it's it's clearly hurting them and not even just like, yes, their ego, but also they just feel like they're not like worthy or they're like, why can't like any interaction ever go our way? Like, why can't we be the important ones? Why can't we do this and that? And it's like hurting them. And I was kind of wondering if it was an Adventure Time style going to be like kind of like a plan, like toxic masculinity a little bit and being like, people think you need to act this way. You need to be like real strong man, but some, some people that's just not, that's not how they're built. That's not what they should be doing. Like these, these are cuties. They need to be out there being cute. They don't need to be stabbing people with swords and uh, terrorizing folks in the middle of the night. Um, you know, which is what happens, but you know, 
I don't want to go through it in excruciating detail, but just to go back to like to run us through, there were so many great episodes. I think this was like a really great Jake episode of Adventure Time. Yeah. Like he was firing on all cylinders. And right out the gate when it starts, he's making breakfast and singing. And which is just a great Jake classic moment. Yeah, he's making the everything burrito. Which, if you remember, is one of the greatest hits that we get in the Prismo episode. Is that you? Yeah. Oh, wow. The everything, which has everything. So he's coming and he's singing. And then Jake just, they kind of just improvise like a nice little beatboxed song <laughs> that they, they stop on a dime. Like they're on the same page because they're, they're best bros. And uh, yeah, then he throws the egg that he's cooking with the skillet into a huge pile of food with the skillet, I believe. And he says, yeah, this is my everything burrito and folds up a burrito. That's the size of a person, which he then kisses and says, I love you and I won't let anyone hurt you. And I started to wonder if he ever really had intentions on eating this burrito at this point, or if he was just going to care for it because he loved it so much. Yeah. I think there's another episode with an everything burrito or, uh, the everything, it's somewhat of a fixture in Jake's life. Yeah. I think he's, he's sort of waiting for like the perfect conditions to chow down. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, then they hear something happening out front. So they go downstairs and, uh, and I had forgotten that in the treehouse in the bottom floor, they just have a lot of treasure. Did you see? Yeah. There, there's one episode sort of, it's like after the halfway point of the series where they've just been accumulating all this wealth in like the bottom layer of yeah. their, of their treehouse, and they use it to buy things. <laughs> I think they go to like a, a city where they become rich or something. Cause they, they've just been for years claiming all the treasure from their adventures, but they had no real use for it. Yeah. They're just two guys in their treehouse. So yeah, it's, they're like Scrooge McDuck hoarders at that point. And they're like, Oh, we can spend this. Like we can use this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like the Goonies down there, like yeah. in there in the, on the first floor, like you could swim in gold coins. <laughs> like it's not just a couple tre- chests. It's like, they've got a lot of scratch, but I guess they don't have a use for money really. No. Yeah. I forget what, what the episode is where they spend it all, but thereafter that bottom floor is empty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because they don't really have a concept of money. Yeah. Like, so they could, they would obviously just spend it. Yeah. And then they go out front, they meet the cuties and immediately they're like, BMO, get the camera. And BMO comes out and goes, BMO is camera. <laughs> and BMO turns BMO self oh, into a Polaroid. BMO's so great. You know, you know what's coming up soon? Oh, BMO Vember. BMO Vember. about to happen. Couple more weeks. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do BMO episodes for November. If you have a favorite BMO episode, Hit us on the on the email. Did you see the mail at gmail.com? I uh, would love to hear if there's like one that we like. Ha- I mean, there's so many great BMO episodes, so we're going to have to like narrow it down a little bit. Uh, although we will definitely do the distant lands. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they go down there and they like take pictures with the cuties. I mean, they were they were pretty much saying, hey, like, w- this is not what we want. Like, stop treating <laughs> us this way. But they were just like, these things are too cute to not do that with. Yeah. And then, but they start playing mind games, which leads to some more of Jake fu- funness because they they know that his name is Jake and they know that he has an everything burrito. And just that they know that 
freaks him out. He's like, how do they know my name? How do they know I have an everything burrito? And they go like, have fun eating your everything burrito. And it really gets in his head. And later in the day, he actually, he can't eat the burrito. Something must be wrong with it. He buries it out front <laughs> with a, with a tombstone. That's his RIP <laughs> everything burrito. And he's ha- he can't, he has trouble going to bed. And when they talk, this was something I've, you kind of forget sometimes that they're brothers and not just best friends. Yeah. Like they're legit, bro- like an adopted brother and they start talking about mom. Uh, and I don't know. Sometimes I know, I know that that's a fact, but in the course of the show, you kind of forget about yeah. it. Sometimes. Also, especially because Finn, like his biological mom and dad factor into the plot later mm-hmm. on. Um, but yeah, he was raised by Margaret and Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> Margaret, she always knew the right things to say. Um, and it's like a nice tender moment. They go to bed and then Jake wakes him up. It's like someone's in, in the house. And, and I love like the old timiness of Finn has to light a candle in order to get light in there. Like it doesn't all make, like he doesn't have to do that because they must, they have electricity in the treehouse. Do they? They watch TV and stuff, right? Like they're in the middle floor where the kitchen and like they, where they hang out. They, there's definitely like toasters going on and they definitely, Feels like they have a they have lights in there. Yeah, I feel like it's intentionally vague. Yeah, it's vague <laughs> and convenient. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, they 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 make a fuss about him lighting a match in the middle of the <laughs> night. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, which is fun. Yeah. Um. And get, get some cool lighting and and these cuties are in there, and they're starting to, to fuck with them. Yeah, they have. They're holding Jake's sword, which I didn't remember. Yeah. I forget where that that sword comes from. It's got the, uh, like the, what is it called? Like the, the Nidosphere sword, like mm. the eye on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which factors into a lot of stuff that's like the uh, the beginning of the Together Again Distant Land special. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weird nightmare world that Finn is in before he realizes that he's dead is like somewhat facilitated by that eye Right. Like whatever creature is using it. I forget, I don't, I forget what the significance of it is. And I don't remember how Jake got that particular sword or yeah. why Jake needs a sword. I didn't think he ever had one. Yeah. He doesn't really use weapons. He kind of just stretches into whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. I guess he would have a sword. It makes sense. But yeah, it's, I don't remember that either, but then they drop it. I don't know really what they were after with the sword. They're too small to use it. (laughs) Maybe they were going to like move it into a different place to fuck with him. Um, And then they go out and the cuties are in there. And one of them is behind a jar and starts saying, Hey, I'm the ghost of your mom. Like I came back to tell you about how much I always hated you guys. So fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) That's where it's starting to get bad. And, I, and you kind of start thinking, hey, these cuties might be onto something like because they're really getting to Jake. Like Jake is rattled. He's he's shaking like like, you know, like a dog shakes when they're scared. Um, yeah. In a way that we don't see Jake very often. Yeah. It really fucked him up. These these cuties. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was good. And then they they go down. I mean, how does the night end? Oh, they get a whole. <laughs> well, then the, the, he, Finn gets a hold of him. And he's like, what do I do with them? Like, they're like yelling and stuff. And Jake's like, shake him. Yeah. (laughs) Just shake him around until they stop. He's like, "Uh, okay. So he just like shakes his hand a whole bunch and then they get all disoriented. So bad. Like shaking babies and stuff. Like, (laughs) 
so dangerous. <laughs> I, 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 I know. Don't don't take Jake's advice <laughs> into the crib. <laughs> and then uh, and then they're 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 sort of just like we're coming back to you in the morning in the morning with our army to like come for you. Um, and then the next morning, sure enough, they do. And yeah, at this point, like it feels kind of like wait a second, this is a real threat. Yeah, like, it's starting to feel like a real threat. <laughs> and like the drama is rising and then the army shows up and there's a lot of them and they're running towards the treehouse through the grass in the field. And then all of a sudden they just start falling. Their arms are falling off. And it's like, wait, I was like, what's going on? Like, is there something, is there like a pesticide or like, is somebody like helping get them? Like they're running into like these mushrooms and it's no, like these cuties they just can't handle it. They can't handle it. They can't even like we're talking like run. Like they 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 could they can't run. They just fall apart. It's too much for them. They're fit like I said some people aren't built for like masculine. <laughs> These guys aren't even physically built to like physically exist in the world. <laughs> Their arms just fall off. Yeah, like the the cute the cutie king is like trying to pep talk them into you know like an, a rally and one of them just like spontaneously combusts just for like existing <laughs> yeah and and he's and he's going he's like why can't we do this like we always lose these battles and they start crying the cuties which is really sad and you just go like i remember at that point i'm like i hope finn and jake like teach them like you don't gotta do all this like being a a worthy person doesn't involve dominating others. Um, like, come on, like teach them the way. And, and it's kind of sad. You see them all crying and Jake just goes, all right, so should we just smash them all? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, no, no, no. And then they do this plan where they're going to fake a battle and lose. And so they feel good, which doesn't work. Yeah. Well, they got to get lumpy space princess in on it, which God damn it. Fucking uh, again, LSP. It, well, it had been, it had been weeks and weeks and weeks since I thought about Lumpy Space Princess. And there she was, just on the TV screen again. Fucking shit. I, I, yeah, she's... They, 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 they go, like, we're going to get together all our friends and throw this fight. Like, yeah. All, he all says, their friends. All our friends. And he's like, okay, cool. Like, Princess Bubblegum's going to show up. Marceline's going to be there. Marceline would have been hilarious in that scene. Yeah. But no, who comes? It's LSP. Cinnamon bun. Two really annoying characters. And a goose. A goose. A random goose. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and uh, and Jake and Bimo are there. Um, you know you know who really likes LSP? Who? Is John DiMaggio. Really? That's like his favorite character. I listened to uh, an interview with him. Oh, so there's... A, there's a, there, I guess I will acknowledge there are a few other Adventure Time podcasts out there that exist. What? <laughs> Uh, there was one that seemed to be like the biggest mm-hmm. several years ago. Um, and cause they had interviews with like the cast members and stuff. Uh, and I listened to like the second or third episode where they did an interview with John DiMaggio Whoa. and he was just going off about how he loves LSP and Pendleton Ward is like the perfect voice actor. And that character is so funny and, and it's his favorite on the show. And he's just like, Every time Pendleton Ward does that voice in front of him, he just like loses it. He loves it. I'm like, really? Like one of the one of the most famous and most skilled voice actors of all time loves LSP. You know, I think what that is is his 
that's like a proximity effect. That's <laughs> I'm sure it's funny seeing Pendleton Ward who like, if you've, if you've seen interviews with him, he is very quiet, reserved, like not animated. I'm sure it's hilarious to see that very stoic big guy who's like a leader and very serious, like break into that voice. I, I, I feel like that's really coloring <laughs> his acceptance of it. You know, it's like when you, um, so can you go see a band and they're, and the band opens for them and, and they come out and they go like, sometimes like the lead singer of the other band come out like, this is one of our favorite bands in the world. Like these are our best friends. They're really great. And then the, they, they just kind of suck, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and you're like, Oh can, can man, I, 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 I want to really like you guys. And I, I appreciate that you're friends, but uh, yeah, dude, not to, it's not hitting, not to like, like cast shade on anyone, no, no. but I feel like I, the funniest example that, that you and I probably have a somewhat common viewpoint on was years ago when RX Bandits was like sort of in the final round of their touring yeah. days uh, or what was said to be their final days of touring when they were taking Zex Marquise with them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, why? Why? Why are we sitting through this? <laughs> I mean, we saw we saw them at least four times or something I know. over the years. Um, and like... Man, they weren't bad, but it was just like there's this isn't this isn't like Well they were like fi- and they would be like, This is you know, this is one of the greatest bands that's around right now. Like we're so happy to be on tour with them. And and I really wanted to like it. Like I we watched all the sets no, intently and like tried so hard. I listened to the records and uh it's a cool there's like cool shit going on and it's in the realm of thing like the jazz fusion psyche thing, but like it just kinda never you know, wasn't it didn't get exactly where you want right to it's like that's a good example yeah <laughs> i'm trying to think i saw no i saw once was uh i saw the who um great great band i'm not <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> going out on a limb here saying the who's great and they had opening for them was peeping tom which is a um never heard of well uh, no first off awful band name i don't want to <laughs> listen to a band called Peeping Tom. it was a um who's the guy from uh mr bungle um and faith no more Mike Patton. Mike Patton. It was a Mike Patton side project called Peeping Tom. There's a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. And they, it was at PNC and it kind of sucked. <laughs> and uh, nobody, like it, everyone was silent. Like they'd finished a song and it was just silence. And then halfway through said, it's like booze. <laughs> oh no. And like, we just want the fucking who, like, what is this? And I think Mike Patton was like, you know, the fucking who invited us to play here. Like, this isn't an accident. Like, it's like we, like, we're, they're our friends. Like, show some fucking respect to us or something. Like, he was like going off, like, oh, you don't like this? Like, well, fuck you. And he was like, I think he was yelling. And I, and I remember we were just like there, like, is the guy yelling right now? Like, we were, weren't even engaged in his yet. Like, we couldn't oh even get my there. Gosh. Um, but that's like, man, like you don't even have the self-awareness to understand like the nepotism of your own situation at that point. Yeah. We're, we're why don't you like me? This other famous person said you're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Somebody. And, and, and you know what it was too? I think somebody what like related to somebody in the who was in peeping Tom. Like. Or maybe like, you know, they have a Zach Starsky, uh, like drumming for them. Like maybe he was drumming in 
peeping Tom. I don't know. There was some other connection, even just outside of them being friends where it was like somebody's son or something or nephew. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember kind of just feeling, I'm like, no matter what, this just sucks <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> it sucks for everybody. Really? Yeah, man. What? Well, yeah. One thing that I learned, uh, in my experience as a musician is that when something sucks for you, like telling people that it sucks for you, isn't going to make it suck for you any less. <laughs> no. no, you got to kind of just like play the part. Like you got to like fake it till you make it. I think it's yeah. like, it's like when you go, I mean, um, people do this all the time, not just playing music, but also conversationally, like, you know, like seeing, I've seen bands, right. And they like are messing up or like someone in the band messed up. Like I actually saw a band, not a bunch of, couple months ago i won't name but they had a fill-in bass player and apparently like i didn't notice but the bass player was like fucking up a lot and the singer got really really angry and just like tanked the whole show and just started like um that he 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 climbed something at the club and then the bouncers threw him out mid-set oh my god it was insane i was like and then they're like what happened they're like well yeah the, the fill-in guy was just fucking up i was like you know I had, I did not notice. <laughs> I don't think most people noticed. No. It's like you the, do- And the thing that hurts even more though, like, is that when people are like, well, it wasn't a big deal. Cause we didn't notice. And like, you didn't fucking notice. Oh like, yeah. Like that's, that sucks in a different way. <laughs> it sucks in a different way. But it's like, I think the bass player was just like, he was like missing. He missed a couple stops or like he, he was just playing. He simplified the parts or something. And it's like, yeah, but like that's a, all that sucks. But, don't tell us, don't take the show. It's really, you ever like, I mean, I'm guilty of this too, but you have a conversation with somebody and, uh, you kind of like are fucking up or you like, you're like, man, I, I shouldn't have brought that up. Or like, oh, I'm sorry. That's a bad question. But like, if you say that it almost makes it worse. Maybe you should just sort of barrel through. I, I, uh, that situation depend on that one. There's someone that I recently saw talk about this. I can't remember. I, I want to say maybe it was Tom Morello. Mm-hmm. but uh, that doesn't feel right. I don't know. I, I saw some sort of famous musician be like, like, don't be selfish in ruining someone else's experience because like you didn't like what you, you, you were performing or yeah. like you, like you fucked up, your bandmate fucked up. Like don't take the audience out of the experience by bringing their attention to it. Cause like, that's just self like they were enjoying themselves and, yeah. like theoretically. I mean, maybe they weren't paying attention at all, but yeah. like, don't, don't like, don't make someone else like, like reevaluate their own analysis of what was going on because like they, they liked it. They, they thought what was happening was cool. And then like, let's say they come up to you after the show and they're like, Oh man, this was so great. And you're like, Oh yeah, well we actually fucked up this. Cause then you're kind of, you're kind of being like, well, actually, like if you thought it was great, it's because you're fucking stupid and you yeah. weren't paying attention to like, you know. Yeah. And someone says that you're kind of like, oh, I guess I'll go fuck myself then. Also, <laughs> yeah. it's sort of like um, by saying that you're implying that my like if that me, the person giving you the compliment, my opinion is lesser than yours because you did it. And I know that feeling because but like I think the audience's opinion of what you did is probably just as valid as your own self-evaluation of what you did. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're both, they both carry weight and how you, what you did was perceived or how it hit somebody is like just as valid as how you intended it. Yeah. Live performances can just, this is the thing that like really starts to 
like freak me out a little bit. Like when I think about live performances, cause like there's even in, in just like, like different places in the room, in a venue, there's so many different ways to experience it. There's no possible way to understand what someone like 30 feet in that direction is thinking about the performance. Yeah. And one of the most like egotistical, like musician quotes is like when Kanye West said, like one of my greatest regrets is I'll never be able to see myself perform. <laughs> yeah. But like, I understand what he means. It's yeah. like, you can't ever, <clears throat> like you, you can listen to a recording or you can watch a video of the performance you just did, but you can't ever be like right up, like first row, like hearing all the bass, like yeah. in the presence and like seeing the, the, like the lights hitting the, the instrument in this way or whatever. Like you can't actually understand that experience. And then, so like you can't really make your own performance decisions tailored around that. Mm -hmm. Cause you don't know what that's ever actually like. No, you have to use your imagination. Yeah. Or you have to listen to other people's perspectives on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we're going deep on, on, on this, this is a, what a tangent. <laughs> this is all started because John DiMaggio said he likes LSP. And we disagree. And we disagree. <laughs> He's too close. Um, but still mad respect for, for those people, for those cats. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway, the, this episode, let's just like get right back into it. <laughs> Almost like we need to play the theme song again. <laughs> Back uh, episode discussion. Yeah, episode discussion. Like, re let's get this re, re engaged. Episode discussion. Okay. So anyway, so they're the, the cuties. They uh, they they fake a fight, and they're they're gonna let the cuties win. They put catch over themselves because because the cuties. Now, another thing I wanted to talk about in this episode. There's it's kind of violent and fucked up. They the cuties threaten the next day like. We are going to come back with an army and we will kill you. Yeah, they say that. I always, I always think it's interesting how these all ages cartoons like either just fucking use language like that or try to skirt around it. You know, like, mm -hmm. like we will destroy you. We will defeat you. Use all these like non yeah, like we'll conquer you. Yeah, non specific kind of language. But they're just like, yeah, we're gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and part of the pep talk is is like we never get to roll around in the blood of our victims. They say something like that, which is what triggers Finn to go like, okay, we're going to like use ketchup as fake blood so they can like do that. And then they think they've killed him. And the, the, the King guy is on top of Jake, like in the presumed blood doing his happy dance. Uh, and then Jake just has to laugh because it's all so absurd. Um, I, you know, I wonder, I wonder if this was censored anywhere. I'm sure it had to be like, cause I, I'm, Probably the only way they get a, away with such violent imagery is that, like, yeah, the characters are, you know, in contrast, they're so cute, you know? Mm -hmm. There's another character, we haven't watched a Meemaw episode yet, but Meemaw is the most adorable assassin. And uh, it gets very violent when Meemaw shows up, but it's just too cute. <laughs> <laughs> that juxtaposition is just so much fun. So, so... Finn finally has the talk that you want him to have with uh, with the what's it called uh, with the, the king of the cuties. And it's sort of like, hey, man, like, don't like you don't have to, like, conquer people like you've got like your skill isn't violence and, and strength. it's like it's being cute. <laughs> and the cutie goes, well, can I manipulate people using my cuteness? <laughs> And 
hey, get him to do what I want to do. And Finn's like, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's like, okay, well, let's figure out how to do this then. And, and, and Finn doesn't, there's no moral correction. Yeah. I love it. It's a typical adventure time subverting tropes kind yeah. of thing. Like, I mean, and of course, Ice King is the, the patsy for, for uh, their, their new plan to dominate only through cuteness and not through violence. Yeah. And look, you do want good morals in your kids stuff, but I think it is funny and truthful. It's like these, their whole paradigm and the way they look at this world, the framework of viewing it is through this dominance, probably because they've been dominated since they're so little for all these years, they want to come up. So like, one conversation with Finn isn't realistically going to change how they see the entire world and what they need to do. So right. like it would be too cliche for like the cartoon happy ending for like the one character yeah. to convince the the new character, especially considering we've now done two full seasons of adventure time and what seems to be a very common, if not the most prevalent uh, formula, if there is a formula at this point yeah. is that Finn and Jake meet some random characters and they have to help them in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And like, realistically, I, well, I guess what I'm getting it too. is like, it's a trope and there's some, pretty, but those characters wouldn't just draw change on the drop of a dime because Finn said so like, they don't even really know Finn. Um, so I like that. <laughs> it's like, they're sticking to their framework. Um, and yeah. And then they go to, and ice King. So he, the cutie shows up and goes, make me a sandwich. Ice King's like, no one tells Ice King what to do. Then he gets all cute and says, what about now? <laughs> and then Ice King's eyes get all big. And he's like, ho, ho, ho. And he picks him up and he's holding the cutie. And now I'm like, this feels very weird. <laughs> like, I, is he going to eat the cutie? <laughs> it, it, it's not sexual, but it just feels it's like, what is this affection? I don't know. Right. We see Ice King manipulated constantly throughout this show. Um, and it's oftentimes by women, that even not even that they're trying to manipulate him, but he's just like, he wants to be manipulated by, <laughs> by women. Um, so it's just him being manipulated again. It's like a, a sort of a different skew on that, but kind of classic Ice King. It's like kind of creepy in a way you, you can't always put your finger on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like given, it's also the history of Ice King makes it feel more creepy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that was, that was the episode. Did you see the snail in this one? Yes, I saw the snail. <laughs> Nick, did you see the snail? No. <laughs> Classic. I, uh, so we watched the episode together yeah, for the first did. time ever. Um, and I was going to be like, oh, there's a snail, but I didn't, I didn't want to like make you feel bad. No, that was good. <laughs> well, you saw, I was like taking notes on my phone. I learned through writing. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. You just, you just snapped a picture in real time with a camera. Yeah. <laughs> Is that know. disorienting? <laughs> the snail was actually during the camera montage in this oh, episode. Oh, wow. Uh, right when BMO was taking photos, it was like the second photo. That's the a, snail is in it. That's a great place for the snail. Yeah. Well. I noticed him real quick. <laughs> All right. Well, here's here's your song. Congratulations to me. <laughs> you, sh- you should have to like play it for me. Yeah. <laughs> now that you're here. Where is it? One second. One second. I'm sorry. Congratulations. 
Cool. Uh, time for some miscellaneous mania. There's things you may not know. Eric and Nick will show you all the trivia and miscellaneous. Yeah. Okay. This is not. I mean, miscellaneous mania, but this was something I almost brought up to you. That's that people have commented online about is BMO doesn't have a gender. I guess BMO's presumed to be a boy, but in the episode, he does say, um, the lady. lady. Yeah. Uh, so I believe the f- official take is that BMO's gender fluid. Got it. Um, and it's because he, I mean, most often uses pronouns he, him. Yeah. Um, but has used at certain points throughout the series, they, them, and she, her. Oh, really? Um, and, and other, uh, characters referring to BMO, you know, have also switched, switched it up. Uh, so I, I believe that because BMO is like a robot, um, that the programming, of BMO, like the point, and we're going to get into this, I guess, for BMO Vember a lot. Yeah. The point of BMO was to imagine, to be an imaginative playmate. Um, and like imagination is in his programming, which is like a quirky little like contradiction of terms. And like it, it's, it adds a lot of depth to the character. Um, and whenever we see BMO existing alone, like without like other characters, like there's a few episodes um that are just like totally BMO's world. Like we really delve into like his imagination and it becomes a little bit of like, um, sort of in the realm of unreliable narrator Mm. where like, you don't know what's real, what's not real. Sure. Um, and it's not even necessarily like important, um, because that is BMO's actual existence, like in the realm of imagination, like BMO actually does experience things that way because that's in like hard coded into the programming. Um, so it's sort of context like appropriate, whether BMO is, you know, uh, what pronouns BMO is using or like what role BMO is fulfilling, um, whether it's masculine or feminine or neither or both or, uh, yeah. So BMO is gender fluid, I think is the, okay. uh, sort of the official take on it. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you for enlightening me. I just, there was, was, I think what threw me is that there's that episode where he talks about wanting to be a little boy, like a real live little boy. <laughs> right. And I, um, maybe it was with the, the cowboy episode or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, so it, but like, that doesn't mean anything that could be, you know, I get it. Yeah. That's cool. <clears throat> I'm excited to dive more into all the, like the, the next deeper layers of BMO. Cause I haven't really done that. Honestly, BMO is a fun character. The, uh, the sort of, the only criticism that like BMO, the character of BMO gets or the writing around BMO's character, um, in that it's sort of just another example in media of the non-binary character being robotic, Mm. which is like kind of a shitty trope. It's like, you know, there's plenty of ways to exist outside of that. Um, 
but you know, disregarding that one sort of like common pitfall, uh, there's a lot of depth to Bimo's character that's explored uh, in a lot of really, really key episodes. And I think we're going to watch some of those for Bimo November next month. Oh, cool. Sweet. <laughs> I have a couple picked out that I think we need to okay. watch. Okay, great. I, I follow you. <laughs> um, any other like mania? Uh, yeah, let's see. I haven't looked at this uh, yet. So uh, on the wiki, it says BMO is genderless. Oh, okay. Um, but I mean, uh, yeah, this wiki isn't right about everything. And I guess suppose I think, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't know. I guess the fluidity of BMO's gender could at times come down to a gender as well. Um, I'm not sure that's ever explicitly stated or implied in more heavily in some times, but again, we'll find out. We'll get into it. <laughs> I mean, they, they say this is a reference to when they tell Jake to enjoy his burrito. I did. I used to listen to Nerdist podcast along a lot way back in the day. And I, that did remind me of, that they end every podcast by saying, enjoy your burrito. Oh, the, the nerdist podcast. Yeah. Huh? I never listened to it. We uh, were, we were, we got a write up on nerdist one time. Who did the holophonics? Oh, fuck. Yeah. It was so oh. silly. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Uh, someone shared it and was like, dude, you're a nerdist. Like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> for like one of the covers or something. Yeah. When we covered the Scooby-Doo theme song, like almost five years ago. Oh Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I remember you used to do that on tour. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we we dressed up as uh, the characters, on t- and in the video we did it too. Yeah, go find that on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the only episode where Finn sleeps under a blanket without a sleeping bag. Oh, yeah. I noticed noticed that because huh. like because Jake crawls in the bed with him. Yeah. Normally, he's, Finn is in that awkward sleeping bag. He's he's like cocooned. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's a very good one. Uh, Bimo's character, or uh, sorry, Bimo's camera produces the same sound as the Hitchhiker's camera from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's funny. This is the first episode when Finn uses a crossbow. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess we're still pretty early in the series. Season three, episode one. A lot of firsts still to come. Yeah. I don't know how interesting this is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just keep it moving. Oh yeah, there was a the the reference where the 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 cute king um gathers his troops and he's he yells out bravest warriors. Ah, uh. which is uh like the the other Pendleton Ward series. Ah, oh, that's interesting. That's which I don't know if I guess at this point it had already been in production. We're t- probably like this is 2010. Mm-hmm. I never cool. finished watching Bravest Warriors. One day. I need a I need a way to watch it that's not on YouTube. It's like too distracting of a a format. Yeah, I get I get I get uh, when I was watching uh what was it B and uh Puppy Cat? Oh yeah. It like when I was watching it but like on YouTube it, it just encourages you to click around. <laughs> yeah. You like see something and then you like all of a sudden it's like it's playing but you're like four levels deep in internet. <laughs> Yeah, new Bee and Puppy Cat coming next year, I think. Oh, cool. On Netflix. Oh. Cartoon domination continues. Um, should we pick an app for next week? 
Uh, let's let's read some mail first. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Did you see the mail? Mail. Mail. Uh, so we've been off the air for a few weeks, and we've got uh, a little bit of mail coming in in that time. I'm excited. We love we love getting mail. All mail. We'll go through it. But if you want to send us an email, we would love to hear from you. We're at did you see the mail at gmail.com. Uh, so do you want to read the good ones first? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all good. <laughs> but yes. Uh, let's see. Since we since we last took our break, we've got one here from Hannah. Hannah says, hey, Eric and Nick, I started listening to your podcast a little over a week ago. Such a huge fan. I stumbled upon it while looking to see if Cartoon Network made a podcast for Adventure Time. I uh, haven't stopped listening since. Huge fan of all forms of animation and currently on my third watch through of Adventure Time. Hearing our deep dives have been super cool, she says. Um, Hell yeah. Very nice. Very nice email. Yeah, really nice. Thank you. Thank you, Hannah. Glad, glad to have you aboard. I, I think that uh, she's still catching up, so it might be a couple of weeks till you hear this, but hey, how are you? Hope you're having a good week. We got another nice email here from Alex, who says, I just wanted to send you a message of support. This podcast got me through a pretty difficult time. Uh, enjoy listening to everything you guys discuss. Music production is an interest of mine, and music theory, aesthetic, philosophy in general. And Adventure Time is a favorite of mine. I really enjoy listening to you guys. Uh, another that, very nice email. That from- is that is our people. Yeah. Like Eric had said at some point, like there's people like us who are going to like these things. And it's so cool that some of these folks have found their way to us where it's like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Because, man, it's not like there's really even a way that exists for us to market to the, the niche that we're catering to. No, <laughs> we could. Yeah. Like if we, if we really even tried, like, I don't think it's possible for us to like find a, a, a capitalism route to get to the people that need to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, just, it's just happening. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I also think it's, it's, it's like hard to explain. Like we could go and find like, okay, we've got to advertise the people who like, Jeff Rosenstock and oh, there's uh, a Jeff uh, reference. <laughs> but like, it, it, we'd have to get real crafty. If you could even like target those people on the internet, like Jeff Rosenstock fans and Adventure Time fans, and and people like people who look up music production tutorials or whatever. Like you could like <laughs> do that, but then to like explain it succinctly to capture their attention, like it's just like I don't know how we would do it. Uh, so it's cool. Yeah. It's like you're saying, it's like somehow our people are coming to us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, let's read this email from Kelsey. I love this email. This is a good one. I'm going to read the entire thing. Hey, Eric and Nick, I'm always looking for more adventure time podcasts, but I really think you both would do a lot better in the music podcast arena. I hate skipping through three quarters of the podcast because of your music talk. I don't care about ska. I must not be a fan of it because I don't like your little songs in the podcast. I'm so sorry. And I don't understand or care about most of the music biz you talk about. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels this way or maybe no one else wants to criticize. But yeah, I'm sorry. I just don't like it. 
I wanted to come here because I didn't want to give you a bad review and say all this shit, but also I just needed to say it to someone besides my fiance who has to listen to me complain about it all the time. I have considered sending this message along with some money on Anchor Eric's Patreon because I really do think y'all are great guys and definitely don't want to upset you, but oh, please, the Scott talk is unbearable. So yeah, I still might contribute at some point and I'll definitely leave a good review if you like. I'm so sorry. I hate to be this way, but here's a smile to make it better. God, I'm so sorry from Kelsey. <laughs> Amazing email. Amazing email. I, There's so much to unpack about this email. Very astounding. <laughs> Thank you. Like, look, uh, when we open the door for emails, we're real. It's for it's for all of you, and we. I I love an email like that. Um, I'd love to. You know. This is something I think Eric and I not even so directly discussed, but a couple, there was a good run there where we were, had some like long music talk or ska talk or hardcore talk. And I definitely was like, okay, that was like a good 25 minute chunk. (laughs) I was like, is this going too far? And, you know, I think Eric, you rightfully so, because we're trying to find our people. We, it's like, no, stick your guns and have like an honest conversation. But I, I, I was like, huh, I wonder if that one is going to turn some folks off. And maybe it did. I mean, what, what was your <laughs> dive into it? Uh, all right. So there's there's like a few takeaways, a few key takeaways that I have from from this email. And the first and maybe the most important one uh, is that you and I, Nick, we have gotten so good <laughs> at talking about Adventure Time, that people are willing to tolerate the rest of our bullshit personalities <laughs> just to hear us talk about Adventure Time. Wow. <laughs> when you put it that way. If someone has to sift through all the garbage and other shit that we talk about, all like everything else that encompasses our being, just to get to our Adventure Time analysis... That must mean that we're fucking great at talking about adventure time. I think you're right. She she said, that's hilarious. Three, I hate having to sift through three fourths of the episode. That's like, I don't listen to most of this. I skip around to find the one little part I like. That that, takes so much effort. effort. But that means that part is good. (laughs) It's worth it to her. And she keeps going. This honestly, this was never a goal of mine to become one of the leading experts in Adventure Time analysis. It means <laughs> I, I think when, when we started talking about doing this podcast, the you know the examples that we were using were like the Scott Ackerman, Adam Scott kind yes. of thing. Like, yeah, like we have a topic, but you know we're not like really like talking about <laughs> that. It's just you know that's we, what's we sort will. of bringing us together yeah. about you know, and it. It turned into like us really loving Adventure Time so much, I think. Yes. And I mean, I already liked it, but like my appreciation has grown, you know, a hundred times over. And we've just gotten better and better at talking about it. I think, yeah, I think we're pretty good at this. Yeah. And we're going to get better. <laughs> I think we're going to get better at it too. Um, it is cool. I mean, sometimes when you're talking about that, like, I like the bullshitting is good, but sometimes like once. Like once we lock into an episode discussion, it feels good. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what were some of the other takeaways from Kelsey's email? Uh, okay, so the the songs doesn't doesn't like doesn't like the songs doesn't like the ska. Um, Surprising to me because I I always think that's one of the defining parts of our podcast, and other people have commented liking it. Yeah. So here's here's an, here's another 
concern, I guess, that I have is that do we talk about ska that much? And do we play a lot of ska music? I don't think, okay, here's, here's, Okay. I don't think people really know what ska is. All right, I, I know that to be true. I know it to be yeah. true. I'm a professional ska musician. Uh, people don't really know what ska is. And, uh, you know, over the last 20 years since like the third wave, like uh-huh. the media portrayal of ska has become befuddled, uh, to put it lightly. And I don't think if you have like previous exposure to ska, that listening to this podcast is an accurate way to get a window into that world. Yeah. Now we may probably say the word ska a lot because yeah. I, I am in a ska band, but uh, I, yeah. the holophonics are not really a good band to be like a window into like, this is what ska is all about. Mm-hmm. Like there, there were a lot of people that I, that I knew in Texas that before they knew the holophonics, the only ska band they knew was Streetlight Manifesto. Mm-hmm. So the only two ska bands that they had ever listened to were Streetlight and the Holophonics, which is such a terrible gateway into the genre. I mean, like, well, I if th- you want to represent, if you want to like a, a fair representation of yeah. the genre, if you want a way to understand what it is, yeah. <clears throat> so <laughs> I don't, I don't think that we actually. Well, here's the thing: the music is not very. You have there's a couple parts in a couple of the songs. That have like a little bit of a ska reggae. Right. Feel. I don't think any of the but these songs, songs are really that much ska. They're not. There's just like little bits and pieces, but it adds to it. And like, um, I we don't talk about it that much. I think I can't remember where it was. It was like maybe in like somewhere in the 30s, we had like an extremely long ska conversation, and then. I think we did it like a couple episodes in a row. So I'm wondering if Kelsey was going through a part of the podcast where it, it happened. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's how these, this, this goes. Cause we're doing these every week. So sometimes you're just like in a pocket of time where you're really into something. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, we, yeah, that's what I think happened. Yeah. So I guess in the, in the interest of providing a more accurate representation of what ska really is and being able to talk about it in a way that is more representative of the genre uh, and being able to make it easily accessible for Kelsey to find since she's skipping around the episode and going through so much uh, of our bullshit time. Here is an extra long ska theme song, baby.
Yes. I guess that's what I'm doing tomorrow. There you go. And <laughs> you can do that. I know you can you can train that guy out. Um, oh my god. Yeah, good luck skipping through that one. <laughs> is it is there any I mean, look, fair fair I I I think though, Kelsey, criticisms all fair, valid. I hear you. Um, we'll see how much we take it into account. I, I, I can't make any promises, but, uh, but thank you. Nonetheless. Yeah. I, I mean, I do appreciate the general tone of this email. About- yes. <laughs> and I like the honesty. Yeah. You need that. We need, Hey, we were talking about before you need to take the, uh, audience's opinions into, um, into consideration about what you're doing because we'll never hear a podcast for the first time. Uh, so, Hey, full circle on this one yeah i don't i don't think we're gonna stop talking about music no that's <laughs> not gonna happen uh but i i do think it, it is just indicative of when when we had the idea to do a podcast i think i was expecting more of like our people to be listening from the get-go yeah like i was expecting more holophonics fans and stuff to get on board and that didn't happen i think we've started finding fans of adventure time like that also like music and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um I I think more like more adventure time people from like randomly outside of our spheres are coming to the podcast than say ska people that are within yeah. our spheres. <laughs> or even my friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think for a lot of people it's like I'll listen to that podcast but maybe I'll try watching a couple episodes of Adventure Time first or something. Yeah. Hey, if you're a friend, if you're one of my friends and you're listening, send me an email at did you see the mail gmail.com because I don't believe you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple, I think, of our mutuals, <laughs> like Delaware folk that might be, but th- this is, we're deep into this pod. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been, send us an email. I, I would, I would love more <laughs> mail segments. Yeah, this was a great mail segment. Yeah, best all time. <laughs> I mean, we took a few weeks off. We accumulated a, a bunch. We 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 did get an email from our old pal uh, Moctezuma about our episode generator. Uh, I don't think we are able to use the 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 randomizer program that he sent us. I can't on my on my two different. I updated my my things. Maybe we can give it a go. Um, but we won't be doing random episodes for a little while. Yeah. Uh, we're going to curate this podcast. That's right. We're going to inject our expert opinions as well-seasoned Adventure Time analysts. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Uh, all right. Uh, so I guess let's run the episode generator and we'll decide real quick what we are going to watch next week. But the, the theme song. We'll run the theme song. Yeah. What are we gonna watch next week? What are we gonna watch? Uh, so next week's episode is going to be our Halloween special. Ooh. Or Scalloween. Oh God, no! As we stop. like to say here. Um, what's the episode <laughs> we're gonna do? Do you have one? Uh, I have an idea, but we could maybe here. Look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to Google. Oh, let's play the Google theme song.
Big theme song day. <laughs> yeah. I'm Googling spooky Adventure Time episodes. <laughs> I mean, we did one of the spookiest last year. Last year. We've done this podcast for over a year. So this is our second Halloween special. There's a couple that I know about. <laughs> the Creeps is on this list, of course. Of course. <laughs> All Your Fault is on this list of scary Adventure Time episodes. Oh, wow. It's nothing to do with Halloween, but that was a freaking scary episode. Yeah. No. Um, I don't know. I'm not seeing... There's like a... There's a Ghost Princess episode. There's a Ghost Fly episode. There's like a... Oh, yeah, the Ghost Fly. Like a scary, like, creepy girl episode. Maybe uh, you do that one. Which one? Blank, blank Eyed Girl. Is that the one you're thinking? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. What what season episode number is that? That one is um, season seven, episode 19. Season seven, episode 19, Blank Eyed Girl. That's going to be our Halloween special. Yeah. And then after that, it's be November. Be November. I'm going to take a photo right now for the, uh, for the gram, for the gram. Actually, why don't I take a, I have the worst haircut of my life right now, by the way. Oh boy. (laughs) Can you get get me in an angle that makes it look less shitty? Well, this is a video, so. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Follow us on, uh, uh, on Instagram and, and rate us on iTunes and all that shit. We always ask. Yeah. Let me know what you think about my haircut. I, I'm temporarily enduring the worst haircut of my life because I am weeks in between what was a really cool haircut and what I hope will be an even cooler haircut. There you go. <laughs> this is an interesting haircut you got going on right now. It's uneven on the top because I'm waiting for it to grow in. Oh, man. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, cool. Great season two premiere. Here we did it. First in-person app. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for following along. You can support us at anchor.fm slash Adventure Guys Podcast. Please rate us on iTunes uh, on the podcast app. It would be very helpful. <laughs> Tell one friend. Yep. Listen to Scott music. <laughs> Send us emails. You have a do you, uh, you the hall you have like a like a intro to ska playlist or a ska playlist right like on the holophonics page not really okay well <laughs> just listen to it. just google ska i don't know listen to specials <laughs> i don't know <laughs> okay bye peace out y'all <laughs>